Thanks so much for tuning in to the Break Free Podcast. If you haven't heard, we've kicked things up a notch with our Unstoppable Network Mentorship Community. And today I'm giving you a backstage pass to one of our monthly virtual meetups. We recently took a cinematic journey into The Truman Show. Yep, the movie with Jim Carrey that makes you question reality. And I challenged the amazing women in our Unstoppable Network mentorship community to just unravel the mysteries of deception within the movie. And whew, it sparked some conversation and some amazing insights. Here's the deal. The truth makes us free. That's what the Bible tells us. But it's continuously living in agreement with the truth that keeps us free, right? It's not just about spotting it, but it's what we do with them once we have them. Today, I'm sharing our collective takeaways from watching the movie so let's jump right into the revelations and reflections from the Unstoppable Network Mentorship Community. So one of the steps that I wanted it to take, because clearly I mentioned that I was a director of my own story. So what I have been doing is in every situation where I felt like I was controlling it, I had been asking God, how do I allow you into this situation? How do I allow you into this moment um, with parenting? Like, Okay, so even in the kitchen, like Jacob doesn't cook, but when he does, I try to control it. So um, yesterday he made chicken salad. I have never seen him make chicken a day in my life. So I was like, I had to pray in the spirit, like, Lord, make sure that chicken's done, you know? But it was funny because I went on break right when he started to cook. And I was like, this is an opportunity for me to allow God to like allow me to trust that one, he's gonna cook it right and not try to go in the kitchen and just do it, right? So I went right back into the room and I was just on my on the computer and um, and he brought the food in and it was good. But it was an opportunity for me not to control the situation, like not to go in there and be like, I got this, I'll cook the chicken, go ahead, go sit down, you know? Like, let him cook. And then, um, and I was telling Julia earlier, when Zena had been not feeling well all week, I control a lot of things when it comes to being a mother. And it and and that just stems from what I've dealt with in growing up with my mother. She was a single she was a single mom. She controlled everything. And so I'm not a single mom, but I act like one. I had to get ready for the the call. So I put her in the bed and I said, Holy Spirit, you got her. You <laughs> I'm gonna jump in the shower. Of course she was crying the whole time. But it was more so like, I'm always hovering. I'm always trying to, I'm always trying to do things. I'm always trying to like, and it's not, one, it's not helpful to her and it's not helpful for me. And how am I going to care for myself in this transition that I'm going into where I'm going to be at home with her every day, all day. If I don't stop hovering now, it's going to be hard for us in this transition every single day. Now, of course she's right here right now because I have no choice, but um the Lord is like showing me every area that I need to let go of and stop being the director of it. And um, I've just been really just leaning into him. Like, is this a moment where I'm, I can control it? Cause if it is, I don't want to, how do I not do that? Um, because I don't want to be controlling. Cause like I said, I didn't know I was doing it until I realized I was doing it. <laughs> so now it's just taking every opportunity to, overcome that. Thank you for sharing that. Something to consider is what's the fear and what's the belief behind your desire to control? For example, with your husband is the fear he's not going to make it right. Okay. So maybe you have 
a chicken dinner that's not five star one night, what's the problem? Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. it worth your 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 marriage falling apart because it's right. not, it's not of your standard for that mm-hmm. night or that week that you have to eat the chicken salad? Like really begin to play back what it's costing you or what mm-hmm. it would cost you if you act in the opposite way because until you can identify the belief system that's driving the desire the control won't leave the desire to control is being driven by fear so i just want to encourage you in those moments okay yes let me let the lord in but let me take it a step further what's my fear right now What's the belief system behind me trying to control my daughter? What's the belief system behind me trying to control my husband's chicken? What's the belief system behind me trying to control the people at work? That's what needs attention because we let God in a lot of times, but we're not addressing the belief system. That's what you bring before the Lord. Lord, I'm afraid of my husband's (laughs) salty chicken. (laughs) I'm being funny. You got to you got to have some jokes in here with this broccoli. I'm telling you, okay? You got to get you got to have some some candy with the broccoli. But it's like what is that? And you may find maybe it is a legit fear, but you might find yourself like, "Why do I why am I fearing this?" Like, girl, calm down. Go sit down somewhere. I think it's a fear of not being able to hold up to the standard of being a wife and a mother in that area with your daughter. Mm -hmm. Okay, see the emotion that's coming out right now? That's real. But then it's like, where did that come from? Where's that narrative? Is it because you saw something with your own mother, something you experienced? Is it something you saw on TV, a magazine? Like what's feeding the narrative? You gotta undo the narrative and then create a new one. And you live out of the fresh narrative. And out of that fresh narrative, you have fresh outcomes. Thank you. That's good. Who would like to go next? Well, I would like to go next because mine has a lot to do with that's what God is telling me to do. And I have to learn how to identify where um, and when I'm trying to take control over situations in my life and just surrender to him. Like he told me this morning to surrender to him. All I can say is I surrender because I won't know until it happens um, that I'm actually trying to control a situation, which I think I can identify a couple of them right now. And um, I like how you said, Ashley, what's the belief system? Because fear drives the control. And so, and that's where trust comes in too, like trusting God. So that's where my action is just learning to trust God and to surrender and stop trying to control, but do what he is telling me to do and not what I want to. And and I feel better. Like I'm more relaxed when I'm trusting him. So in your understanding that you need to trust God Mm -hmm. more in order to come out of your own strength Mm -hmm. on a regular basis, how can you develop your faith? Because it seems like the solution there is the faith component is missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know I recognize that. And so um, 
that's actually a part of my care that I cast every morning. I'm literally saying, increase my faith and eliminate my fears. That is a prayer point of mine. And I write that down every morning. And God, in some way, he shows me how he's increasing my faith and eliminating my fears. So I think that's how I'm able to recognize that things are happening. And he's like, just trust me. <laughs> like, I got this. And so when he shows me that, that allows me to um, take a seat and let God do his thing. Like, rest more, if that makes sense. It does make sense, but I want to challenge you on something because I feel like we mix this up and get a little religious with this sometimes of mm -hmm. let God do his thing when really God is trying to get you to do the thing in him. So, oh, okay. let, so let me break this down because what happens is I, I think we go from, I want to control everything. I want to do everything. Then we get religious and say, God, you take the wheel. You, mm, okay. and and what he's trying to get us to do is partner with him in the middle where we're still doing the thing but we're doing it in him and we're doing it his way and we're we're submitted in the doing because then we become passive and we think stuff is going to fall out the sky well mm -hmm. when you only you know, when you continue to live your same life over and over again, and you're still making the same amount of money over and over again, and you're like, Lord, I believe I receive, God is looking at you like, do the thing, do, do your thing. Well, what, what's the thing? Well, do you, you want to make more money? What are you going to do about that? I've given you the power to get wealth, the power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the works of the enemy. He's giving you power. The issue is we use our power to try to control people and God mm -hmm. versus submitting to him. Then we are able to operate in his power. And then his power produces a result. See, our power is limited. Does this make, is, is somebody here? Our power is limited. So mm. we have to be careful because we go from controlling Kathy. Sorry, Kathy, if you're listening. Okay, you're out there. But we go from that, right, to passive Patty. H hello, we, we, we got to find the Proverbs 31 in the middle somewhere because she was doing the thing, all the things, in fact, mm -hmm. right? So that's what I would like to propose to you as a solution and something to consider. How can I take that boldness of me typically doing what I want in my own strength and submit that to God and begin to act in that way, partnering with him, i.e. faith without works is dead. Hello, mm -hmm. somebody. How can I partner with him in operate by faith taking action versus where you're talking about going to the other side which is i'm gonna just let god do it he already did it it's jesus christ that was the act it's done mm -hmm. everything pertaining to our lives has already been done is it is somebody here i'm, I'm looking at faces okay so it's been done it's already done so we have to partner with god in order to bring forth the full manifestation of what heaven has already predestined and promised you. But you got to receive it by faith because if you don't receive it by faith, you won't walk it out. 
because typically whatever it is he's asking you to do, you can't do it anyway. Hello, amen. You can't, not without him. I double dog dare you. You be right <laughs> back at home. You be right back. I double dog, yeah, I do. I double dog dare you. I'm telling you, you cannot do his plan in your own strength by yourself. You can't. The reason I gave you guys assignments with movies is one, it's fun because y'all get so religious on me. Hello, I like to see you just act up on me. No, I'm kidding. You do act up on me sometimes, but I give you movies because it challenges your sight. It's the quickest way for me to get you to see something different is through a film because all day you're watching a film, whether you it's the one in your head. Hello, it's playing all day. Pictures are playing. There is a movie, a film, a narrative, pictures playing in your mind all day. And sometimes when I'm trying to teach you something and you won't receive the information, I can put you in front of a different picture. And when I show you a picture that's different than the one that you're rehearsing, it allows you to the opportunity to envision yourself in something different and or see where you actually are. What do you think about that? It's funny because as I was explaining it, I heard your voice saying partner with God. So yes, I'm going back to partnering. And I think I said that to somebody. I don't know if it was tonight or Brianna, but I <laughs> partnering with God. So um, it's circling back to me. Everything you said was amazing. And um, it's a good reminder. Thank you. Yes, because he's in you already. So yeah. You need a child. Amen. You don't lead adult. You, you hold a child by the hand, but when you become mature, you operate like this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Who's next? Go for it. That controlling thing. Like that's all over here too. Like the way you just broke down everything. You always got me clutching pearls that I don't have or like <laughs> the relinquishing of control and just getting basically to the nitty gritty of where that really truly came from. Control for me is a trust thing that someone might not, well, no one will ever do it like me, but just not trusting them to get it done when their their character doesn't show them being reliable. But I cannot worry about those kind of things. So sometimes I worry about stuff that I shouldn't even, shouldn't even be a thought, but it, it's, it happens. Um, and then it when you said about the belief system, so really taking the time to identify the fear, like where did that come from? Again, I think it kind of travels back with my dad, like drill sergeant, like we always had to be on time. Like, so getting to the true core of that. Um, and the biggest thing that you just said to Jessica about pardoning with God all the time, right? It's the, sometimes the not one to push through when I know I'm supposed to push through. And I think it just takes a million posty notes. And if that's what I got to do for myself, because clearly, right, if I see it, then I do what I'm supposed to do. So that's one of the things I do know that works well for me. And I feel like it's almost like a trick of the enemy when I don't post stuff, like where it needs to be visible. Because it's like, oh, I don't feel like doing that. But I'm like, but if you know that helps you, why not? It's easy to do. Take the five seconds to write it out. So it's just overcoming the spirit of laziness. That's very honest. Thank you for sharing that. So what's something you can start doing to move in the direction of 
discipline. I talk about this in the Break Free book. Discipline is a skill. It has to be developed, just like confidence has to be cultivated. Like Jesus is not coming in your room in a robe, like here's your confidence on a platter. (laughs) And next to it, you'll find your discipline. And next to it, you'll find prosperity. And then next to it, like these are things that you have to put in work to develop. And it boils down to, I think it's chapter eight in the Break Free book. I think in chapter seven, talk about discipline. Don't quote me, but one of the chapters I'm talking about discipline um, and what it means to be a disciple and how that's connected. And in another chapter, I'm, I'm saying, how bad do you want it? And that goes back to counting the cost because it's like, what's the cost of not doing the work to develop discipline? For some people, it's a hospital bed because you don't want to hit the gym. You don't want to change your eating. For some people, it's their marriage because you don't want to develop your communication skills. Hello, because communication is a key for marriage. We think it's prayer. It's commu- you got to com- gotta be able to communicate with a man to have one. Hello, is somebody here? You got to be able to communicate because they don't, we're not the same. So we think it's all this praying. Okay, well, after you get, when you're done praying, when he calls you, can you talk to him? Do you know how to talk to him in a way that he's open, that he's going to receive what you have to say? Or does he walk away and want to talk to Susie because you don't know how to talk to a man? I'm just saying, it's a skill. It's got to be developed. You may have never, you might not have learned that from your mother. Well, call on somebody who knows and has results in that area and learn something. That's what you need to do. So what I'm saying is skills. These are skills. They have to be practiced and developed. And then you've got to decide how bad do I want it? See, sometimes we have to get tired that listen some, we're just not tired enough sometimes you get sick and tired then you want to do something different but i'm going to encourage you not to wait until life lifes you to the point where you are so sick literally and tired literally then you want to change because by that time you may not even have the courage or the energy to do so or the resources by the time you wake up so i'm going to encourage you to think about it now How bad do I want A, B, C, and D? What will discipline get me? The discipline of inviting God in. The discipline of growing and developing my faith. The discipline of walking by faith, like taking the actions that are revealed to me in my prayer time. Right? What will... Um, having a consistent prayer life. What? How bad do I want the outcomes that these skills can produce? Because if you want to go somewhere new in life, you need new skills. So if you're tired of the life you have, what skills can you acquire to bring you into the life you desire? That works in business and in life. You need new skills. The skills that you have got you this life. The skills the skills that you have got you this life. Is somebody here? If you want a different life, you need different skills. 
And then the new life is not coming until you have those skills. You want to make more money, you need more skills. Is somebody here? Is is it too is it too tight? Is it No, nope, you're good. Right. Amen. Okay? Man. So we have to be real about that and then how about this? Once you reflect on that, you may find you don't really want it that bad. That's okay. But then don't complain when you see your sister friend who got what you want. Don't say nothing because you didn't want to put in the work. Don't say nothing. Decisions. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits determine your life. Your habits. Your habits. The life you have right now is a result of the habits you have. Your spending habits, your communication habits, your relationship habits, your health and wellness habits. If you want a different life, then all of those habits have to be reworked. And you need some new ones. But it starts with your thoughts. Just thinking about it. Hmm. How bad do I... What would doing this for 30 days get me? What would doing this for the next year get me? Where would do it? Where, where could that take me? Just think about it. And then if you decide you really want it that bad, you'll do something about it. You will. How bad do you want it? Can I ask you a question? Please. So how do you, so I used to be really good with discipline. I did. So how do you, I guess it's building that muscle back up. That's, I just answered my own question. Building that muscle back up. That practice. That we talked about earlier this week. You, How you play is how you practice. That's it. But we don't, sometimes we underestimate how many opportunities that God has given us on a daily basis to practice. That's, that's that part right here. This is an opportunity to practice coming on all of you. That's telling me you called to mega ministry and all of this. How are you showing up here? This is a mega ministry right here. Hello. How do you show up? You prepare how you look, what you got going. This is real life. Every it's an opportunity. Okay. It cooking at home, right? You you're single. Okay. Do you like your food? Does it take you 10 hours to cook? Like you, you want a spouse? Think about these things. You got to practice. Got to practice. You don't like how your hair looks? Practice. Practice. You don't know how to talk to the opposite sex? You go to wherever you go, gym, Home Depot, wherever God is into you, practice. Practice. Every opportunity that the Holy Spirit is putting in front of you is an opportunity to practice because how you practice is what becomes permanent. We think we're just going to practice all these poor financial habits, all this, and hallelujah, I'm a multi-millionaire. Lies. How did you practice with the $10 you had last week? What, what did you do with it? Hmm? How'd you practice? Your last boyfriend, how you practice? You run them, you run them out, out, of, out, of this, out of town? Practice. Your last friendship, you told all their business? You jealous? What happened? I'm just saying, practice. 
selfish? Were you giving? Practice. See, when we think about players and athletes, right, and we think about Kobe Bryant, we think about LeBron James, we think about Steph Curry. Yeah, th see, they, they were practicing, folks. Practicing. There's not going to be a separation between the outcomes of your life and what you do every single day. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand. Your destiny is caught up in your daily routine. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Your destiny is caught up in what you do daily. It's not coming out the sky. It's coming out what you do every single day when you wake up. That's, that's where your destiny is coming from. Do not deceive yourself. That's where it's coming from. No, Jesus in a robe, I'm sorry. No, no. Y'all mad, it's okay. I've got thick skin. It's, it's your daily habits. And of course, as you submit to God, he'll put some super on your natural. That's what God does. Give him something to work with though. Give him something to work with. God loves for you to step out and, and take it to new heights. You'll see, you start living like this. He'll give you something like, okay, daughter, let's get this next. You got that? Let's get this. Remember, we're talking about a king of kings, king of kings, lord of lords, the great I am. I am that I am. <laughs> Hello? That's a different level. Get a revelation, meaning I'll be whatever is needed in the moment. Got to get a revelation of who you're serving, who you are in partnership with. Because the God that you see is the God that you get. The God you see is the God you get. So I can see God in this way. And, and, and as we were talking about, get paid to lose weight. And da, da, da. But if you see God, then you, you won't have that same opportunity. You get the God that you see. Just like you get the husband you see. You get the friendship you see. You can't be a good friend to somebody that doesn't perceive they need one. I had that early in my life, trying to be a good friend to somebody that can't even identify they need a good friend or want a good friend. Honey, I got to leave you alone. Let me find somebody who needs and wants and can recognize a good friend. I, I got to move on. You can't be, I can't be a good mentor to somebody that don't perceive they need a, a mentor. That doesn't work. That's why I pray and ask God to bring me 100% of the people and clients I am predestined to serve because I don't want to keep convincing you that you need the knowledge that I possess. I don't have time for it. I know what I know. You need to know what I know. That's why you got here. So this is a part of seeing things adequately. You get what you see. If you don't know how to yield, you'll miss them. Thank you so much for listening to the Break Free Podcast. Remember, this is the place where we show up tell the truth and do the work so that we can live God's best for our lives. Until next time.